us that we walk by faith. That's the way it ought to be. Grab your Bibles, go to Psalm 69, Psalm chapter 69. We're going to go ahead and stand together as we get ready to read several verses from this passage. Psalm chapter 69. I want to pick up with verse number 29. Psalm chapter 69. Let's pick up with verse number 29. The Bible says, But I am poor and sorrowful. Let thy salvation, O God, set me up on high. I will praise the name of God with a song, and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bullock that hath horns and hoofs. The humble shall see this and be glad, and your heart shall live that seek God. For the Lord heareth the poor, and despiseth not his prisoners. Let the heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moveth therein. For God will save Zion. And will build the cities of Judah that they may dwell there and have it in possession. Verse 36. The seed also of his servants shall inherit it, and they that love his name shall dwell therein. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. Lord, I thank you for the music. Thank you for the testimonies. Lord, I thank you for the special that the ladies just sang. Heavenly Father, as I come to you, I, Lord, I realize how unworthy I am. Lord, I know that I have no right to proclaim your gospel. I have no right to preach your word and your precepts and principles except for the fact that Jesus Christ, Lord, has transformed my life. Lord, has given me the ability to be called a son of God. Heavenly Father, this morning I pray that you'd use my feebleness I pray that you'd use my frailty to glorify a great God. I ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Last night I was sitting in my office. Brother, I'm going to switch microphones on you. I was sitting in my office and um, I had several different things on my heart, several different directions. I, I felt pulled in and... Um, you just do the best you can. You pray and you seek God's face. And, and uh, I prepared three messages last night. Three messages. Not of one of them I'm going to preach today. It's <laughs> the way it works sometimes. But had a lot of things in my heart. And, and, and the Lord had been working in my life uh, a variety of ways throughout the week. And I made a lot of notes and, and went several different ways. And then the Lord brought me back after I'd spent some time in prayer. And after I had done that... Um, wrote some, finished up some notes, finished on some thoughts I'd had earlier in the week. I, I, I just began to, 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 to cry, shed some tears, and praise the Lord and realize what a, what a mighty God we serve. On the way home last night, I was driving and thanked the Lord for his safety and just thanked the Lord for, for everything he's done. He's been so bountiful and so good to, to my family and I. And I, I just, I, it, it almost overwhelmed me. It just got to the point where I almost had to think about pulling over for a minute and I was praising God and and realizing how, how good and how gracious and how wonderful he's been. But as I was sitting in my office, one of the thoughts that came to my mind, and, and it kind of lines up with today, and, and most of you that know me know I'm not a, I, I'm not a seasonal preacher. I don't, I, Thanksgiving, I generally don't preach Thanksgiving messages. And at Christmas, I, don't, I mean, I'm all over the board all the time. That's just me. I don't have an attention span long enough to hold me in one spot. But I, I, I just, 
as I got to thinking about this, I really thought, you know, Lord, I don't thank you enough. I just, as I read this passage, and I had read it in my devotion time earlier in the week, and the Lord had just kind of, it just kind of hammered me up, and it kind of, there was just like this little, this little knife that just kept worming its way through my heart, and just saying, why, why don't you thank me? Why don't you praise me? Why don't you magnify me? And, and boy, the Lord convicted me about that, and it was really something that was, to be honest, it was intensely personal, but the Lord has used it, I believe, to, to, to bring me to this point this morning. You know, Thanksgiving is a wonderful time. It truly is. It's, it's a wonderful time of year. Um, the older I get, the more I appreciate Thanksgiving. You know, as a kid, I think you appreciate Christmas because you get stuff. Amen? I mean, you don't care what it means. You just get stuff. And uh, Several of the holidays throughout the year, Valentine's Day, you just want the candy. Amen? You want all the little, you don't want the Valentine's. You just want the stuff that comes with the Valentine's. Easter, you want, you know, the, the, the Easter basket you find. And I mean, it, and as a child, you like those things, and those are a big deal to you. But as you mature a little bit, amen, you, you start to look at life through the bigger picture, and, and, and you see Thanksgiving. And, folks, you know, Thanksgiving isn't about football and turkey. We're, many of us are going to have that in a few days, and we're going to sit down and watch a football game. Even you ladies might catch a few minutes of it before you go back to the kitchen and get out of, the, you know, get out of there. And, you know, you get, uh, women in football, they don't usually go hand in hand. Every once in a while they will, but not very often. But, you know, there, there's so many things we've linked up to Thanksgiving now, and it, it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. But, folks, we've really lost what it is. We've lost the beauty of, of what we call a holiday. It's, it's, just a, it's just a special time in our country. It, you know, Thanksgiving really is about the only true American holiday we celebrate. And it's a beautiful time, beautiful time of year, and, and I enjoy it. I look at the beauty of thankfulness, and, and I understand the importance of it in my life, and I understand it even more importantly in my walk with God. And this morning I just want to take some verses out of this chapter, out of this passage we read, and, and I want to just expound upon them a little bit, nothing deep, nothing complex, but I think you'll, you'll get a blessing, I think your heart will be touched if you'll stay with me. In Psalm chapter 69, in verse 29, we see a man of God being very straight with the Lord. He says, I am poor and sorrowful. That's a good man right there. He says, I am poor and sorrowful. And folks, I look at my own life sometimes, and I, I wonder why God uses me. I wonder why God blesses me, because I know when, when the truth is told, I got nothing to offer God. I mean, seriously, what, what do I have that impresses him? You know, I think I've got a few things, humanly speaking, that maybe I can impress a person or two with. But what do I have to offer God? I got nothing. I got nothing to say, God, hey, look at me, man. I'm special. I'm poor and sorrowful. It says, let thy salvation, O God, set me up on high. You see, there's a dependence on God to exalt. There's, there's a humility. And so many times in the word of God, and this really isn't part of the message, but, but folks, we're told to humble ourselves, and we humble ourselves, he'll exalt us in due time. You see, our job isn't to... to, to be proud and arrogant and haughty. Our job is to be humble and submissive to Him. And when we do that, He'll exalt us. He'll lift us up. But I came to verse 30, and I really got, I got a charge out of this verse. It says in verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song. Now, I've shared a part of this truth before here several, well, it's been eight months ago, but the, the term praise there, that term literally means to make clear, to make much of, to exalt. In fact, if you take it to its fullest extent, it means to make a show or to even brag or boast about. 
And I got to thinking about that. The Bible says in verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song. You know, several moments ago, we sang. We sang some wonderful hymns. I mean, just the uh, first song we sung this morning, isn't that powerful? I mean, you think about the name of God. You think about Him and who He is and what He's done. And, and boy, it ought to uplift your spirit. You see, the psalmist writes here, he says, I will praise your name, the name of God, with a song. And folks, I want to say something here. You know, I think it's time that some of us start making much of God. We, 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 it's time that we make a show of who He is. I, as I read through that, the definitions I was studying last night, doing a word study, to brag or boast of our God. Folks, let me say this. Now, I've heard a lot of young fellows say, my dad can whip your dad, and my dad can do this, and my dad can do that. But my father, my heavenly father, can really do it. I mean, my heavenly father can make worlds and make a universe. My heavenly father can take mountains and cast them into the sea. My heavenly father can divide a sea and make it dry so people can walk across. My father can take a city and push the walls in flat. My father can do that. And it's about time some of us started to praise God and to brag about our God and to boast of our God. And my friend, let me say this. When you talk about your God in that sense, you're not bragging or boasting because it's all true. Amen? You ever heard that? It's not bragging if you can do it. Well, my God can. I mean, my God can, folks, my God can, can send His only begotten Son, and my God can send salvation to a lost and dying race of people. My God can lift the fallen. My God can heal the sick. My God can take care of me and provide. And I look at that and I wonder, why don't I praise His name? Why don't I just simply uplift and glorify the name of Jesus Christ? We sing the song, praise him, praise him, tell of his excellent greatness. Christian, when's the last time you told somebody about God's excellent greatness? I mean, I got to thinking about these things last night, these songs and these verses and these passages in the Bible started coming to me. And I thought, why in the world do I sit there on my hands proverbially and, and, and not say a thing about how great God is? I mean, folks, honestly, I have food in my home today because of God. I have a roof over my head today because of God. I have an automobile that I can drive a little too fast sometimes because of my God. Amen, Brother Moore? I didn't tell you any speed, all right? You can't write me a ticket. I mean, I, I have so many things because of God, yet so many times I've ceased to praise Him. And I thought I looked at that psalmist. I looked at a great man of God who said, I am nothing. I am sorrowful, I am low, I am dirt. But I'll praise you because you're something, God. I thought of the next statement here. He says, I will praise the name of God. And then it says, with a song. I like singing. I like singing a lot. I do. I, 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 I enjoy it. Most people tease me about standing up here, and, 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 I, and I beller, amen? When I get up here, I'm loud. They asked me to leave the choir because it would have been Andy Dolan's backup singers, and, and that's not right. I mean, I, I, I love, I just, boy, I belt it out. I belt it out when I'm not supposed to, but I just enjoy it. But I got to thinking about this, and I think this really signifies a lot. Because when you praise the name of God with a song, see, a song signifies structure and thoughtfulness. You just can't throw a bunch of stuff together. And make it work. 
you have to sit down and you have to think about it. You know, sometimes if I were to get past the mic out today and say, okay, we're going to praise God, but we've got to praise Him for something different. About the first five or ten people, we'd have no problem. But after that, I think we'd start struggling a little bit. Well, well, well I, I, you know, first one say, I praise God for my salvation. I praise God for my home. I praise God for food. I praise God for this. I praise God for that. After about ten or fifteen people, I think we'd start slowing down. You know why? We don't put a lot of thought into it. I mean, you think about that sometimes. Folks, do you know why you have two good legs today? Any idea? Because of God? Mm-hmm. I mean, do, 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 do you know why you have ten little little fingers on, or five little fingers on each hand, ten on both hands, amen, What that, that work and function? Because of God? I mean, folks, you think about that sometimes. You think about everything that goes into every single day. You can't. I mean, God is so good and God is so abundantly gracious to us, but it's time that some of us start to praise Him and put a little thought into it. I really believe that. I mean, friend, think about what God did when he sent his son. Well, we, we, we talk about all the time, well, God sent his son to die for sin. Think about what he did. Think about the sacrifice that was. Think about the separation for 33 years that God and Jesus, God the Son dealt with. Think about the fact that God the Father turned his back on his only begotten son. Think about the fact that God watched him suffer and bleed. You see, we don't put thought into it. We've got these little catchphrases in Christianity. Well, thank God I'm born again. Thank God I, you know, I'm, I'm washed by the blood. Think about the blood for a second. Folks, that wasn't just a little, that, that, that isn't just a little thought, you know, a nice little thought we have. That was true. He shed his lifeblood for even me. I mean, that is so incredible, but we don't think about it. There's no thought, there's no structure in our mind. We've become so chaotic as Christians. Today we're up, tomorrow we're down. That ought not to be. You see, the psalmist said, I'm sorrowful. But he said, in my sorrowness, I'll lift you up and I'll praise you with a song. Christian, praise him. Praise him in your life. I look at the world and the world's got their songs. Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones saying, I, I can't get no satisfaction. Well, my God gives me a song in my heart that gives me the peace that passes all understanding. I looked at Elvis Presley, and he sang a song about Heartbreak Hotel. I got a mansion over a hilltop, amen? I mean, folks, you think about it. See, the world has their songs. The world sings about what's meaningful to them. It's about time I sing about what's meaningful to me and praise him in a song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I mean, you think about that, folks. You know, you start blessing your heart. You see, we've gotten so caught up with the world, worldly philosophy and the world. Turn on the news sometime. When the last time you saw somebody say thanks or praise anybody? I mean, all we do is tear each other down. I mean, when's the last time you heard a Republican praise a Democrat or a Democrat praise a Republican? Honestly, I mean, it's like it's against the rules to praise anybody. Well, we just can't do that. We can't have it. No, no, folks, we need to come back to a place in our lives when we start praising, but praising the God of the earth. The earth. Praise him. Make a big deal of him. You know, I got to thinking about Paul and Silas in jail. That's sorrowful. Amen? They prayed and then they sang. They sang. They sang a name that praised the God of their lives. You see, our song would be, woe is me. You know, I'm going to go eat worms, big ones, fat ones, you know, all that junk. That's what we do. Oh, life's terrible. We sing a song of sorrow when we ought to be singing a song of joy. And Christian, today, I beg you, it's time to praise him. It's time to make a big deal of God in your life. 
problem with most of us Christians, and I'll tell you this right now, and I'm jumping off the, the old outline here for a moment. We have a little God. He isn't that way. We made him that way. We have got relegated to this little spiritual sliver in our lives, which consists for most of us of Sunday morning from 10 to noon. And we've relegated God to that and said, God, don't get out of that place. And we wonder why God doesn't work. And we wonder why God doesn't come through for us like we want him to. It's because we've shoved him in a corner. We've put our foot on his head, so to speak, and said, stay. God says, fine. I only work with what, what you give me. Folks, it's the truth. Why does God work in some people's lives and not others? Because some people say, God, use me. I'm a vessel. Other people say, ha, I'm sorry, God, I have my own life. I'll do my own thing. See, folks, it's time we make a big deal about God. It's time we start praising his name and exalting him and lifting him up. The second thing, and this is really what, what I got a, a huge blessing out of, is the second part of this verse. first part says, I'll praise the name of God with a song. I got a blessing out of that, amen? But the second part says, and we'll magnify him, it says, with thanksgiving. I did a word study on that. I'd, I'd heard this before, but I never studied it for myself. The word thanksgiving literally means an extension of the hand. You see, I know what thanks is. It's what you say when somebody does something nice for you, right? But see, this term thanksgiving doesn't mean quite that. It's something different. You see, go back to the first thanks, so-called thanksgiving we celebrated in the United States. Tell me this, was it an expression or was it an action? It was an action. See, now, I looked up the modern dictionary. Modern dictionary, by the way, has changed in about 150 years drastically. See, now they have it being just an expression. It's an expression that leads us to a day that we celebrate on the last Thursday in November. Not so, though. Not so in the Bible. You see, the term Thanksgiving literally means to extend one's hand. Yesterday, and let me use a, a real, real illustration to, to point this out. Yesterday, my... I got home from, from door knocking, doing some calling, and somebody had given me a, so, some meat to put in our freezer. So I went down to our freezer, and I opened the door. The freezer wasn't exactly working, amen? It's not a good thing. I, th I thought, oh my, I cleaned the freezer out Thursday. I thought I'd gotten it all, I mean, I did a really nice job. I must have messed something up big time because it didn't work. I grabbed my son. I said, but, but we got to go. We got to go get a freezer right now. Some of the meat was on the top. Started, you could see where it started to thaw out. And just bad news. So we start off for town. And right as I'm pulling out of our driveway, there was another family from church that was pulling in. They said, where are you going? I said, to buy a freezer. And they said, well, let us come with you. And they, and they came with us and very gracious. And they, and they, they, they helped us purchase a freezer. I, that wasn't their responsibility. It wasn't their job. But they did. Very gracious of them. I was very thankful. I thanked them several times. But let me say this. If I had been merely thankful and ignored it, what did it mean? Not very much. You see, but I had an action that followed my thankfulness. I filled that crazy freezer up as fast as I possibly could. You see, folks, in our lives many times we have a we, we say thanks, 
but we do not have an act of thanksgiving. And, and I contend this today, that to be truly thankful is to use what we've been given. I don't think we're thankful to God unless we take what he has given us and use it back for him. In fact, if you go over to the book of Leviticus, and we do not have time this morning, it talks about a sacrifice, a peace offering, that was given with the spirit of thanksgiving. What were they doing? They were offering something back to God. They had a thankful spirit, and their thankful spirit manifested itself how? They gave. They gave. An extension of one's hand. And I got to thinking about that. You know, I thought in my own personal life, how many times have I, have I said I am thankful or professed to be thankful, but not truly used what I've been given? And how many times have I done that, God forbid, with what he has given me? I mean, the psalmist says, I will magnify him with thanksgiving. The next verse, if you'll take, take your Bibles there, verse 31, it says, this also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bullock that have horns and hoofs. Now you can take your Bible to several spots. One of them is Psalm 51. Another spot is over in the book of Hebrews. The book of Psalms talks about that obedience is better than sacrifice to God. The book of 1 Samuel tells us the same thing. When Saul is rejected as king, he says to obey is better than to sacrifice. If you go over to the New Testament, to Hebrews... Jesus, the Bible tells us, his sacrifice, his obedience to God was greater than the sacrifice of animals. And I got to thinking about this, and the Lord really worked me over. Because if I truly offer the gift of thanksgiving, folks, I'm going to extend my hand back. You see, I thought about it in the sense that if we truly offer thanksgiving to God, we'll offer the hand of fellowship to others. You see, God was so gracious to me, and he made me a part of his family. Do you know what I ought to do in return when it comes to other folks? Offer my hand of fellowship. I mean, I got to thinking about this, and it really shook me up. Because you go back to that first Thanksgiving, folks, there were people there who didn't naturally get along. You had the pilgrims, you had the Indians, and they, there were natural tensions, much like we have today with different races of people. There are just different tensions that arise because of different cultures and different mannerisms. Yet the pilgrims, they, they, they offered a gift of thanksgiving and they extended their hand of fellowship and they said, we'd like you to sup with us. And I look at that in a Christian life and I said, oh Lord. You see, I say thanks, but I don't offer thanksgiving. I pretend to play a game and I say, well God, thank you. And God says, I'd like to have you offer something back to me. I thought about this in the sense of tithes and offerings. We're to give back to God. God has graciously given us financial means. We're to give back to Him. It's a manner of thanksgiving. I thought about service for Him. Showing up, being faithful. Making a big deal of God. See, if I truly magnify Him with thanksgiving, I'm going to extend my hand out. You see, we think thanksgiving has to do with receiving. Uh-uh, not so. It has to do with giving it back out. You see, that's, that's the funny thing. You got thanks, which says thanks for giving me something or doing something for me. And then you have the word give. Giving does not involve you receiving. Giving involves you letting something go. 
And folks, the Lord began to work this in my mind, and I thought, Lord, how, how guilty am I? I? I say I have a thankful spirit, but in essence, I don't think I do sometimes. Because I'm not giving back of what you've richly given to me. I thought of it in the sense of salvation. Folks, somebody came and somebody shared the gospel with me. And I received the gift of eternal life. Do you know what I'm supposed to do now because of that gift? I'm supposed to be so thankful for that gift and have a thanksgiving in my heart that I now offer that same gift of Jesus Christ to others. If I'm truly thankful for it. You say, well, well oh, but you, you don't understand. I mean, that's just not my style. Okay, then you're not offering the gift of thanksgiving. Because the gift of thanksgiving says, I'm so thankful for what you've done. I want to give. I want to take what I have richly received and I want to freely give. Do you understand the concept? Because I, I think in our churches today, folks, we say, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me that truth. Give me that principle. Give me something to help me with my life. Folks, do you understand that when God gives you something for your life, he wants you to take it and he wants you to use it? You're not supposed to be a dead sea, man. The blessings don't come in and stop there. The blessings are supposed to come in and to go out. Amen? And I see a lack of that even in my own life. And the Lord just started tearing me up last night. Because the Bible says magnify him with thanksgiving. How do I magnify him? By my outward expression for him. Do you know you can't magnify God by going in your home and reading your Bible and praising the Lord in the solitude of your home? You don't magnify him that way. Do you know how I make a big deal of God? I go out and let the world know that I love him. Through gift of thanksgiving. I offer it back. I extend my hand and say, Lord, you've given me so much. Let me give something back. I know, it's not, I know it's nothing. I am weak. I am sorrowful. I am pitiful. But let me give it back, God. You've blessed me with so much. God, you've given me uh, financial freedom. Let me, let me help someone else. God, you've given me liberty. Let me offer freedom to someone else. God, you've given me salvation. Let me offer that gift to someone else. God, you've given me abundance. Let me offer it to someone else. God, you've given me abundance of food. Let me offer it to someone else. And my friend, that is the true gift of thanksgiving. That's what it means to magnify him. It's not going into the solitude of your little study and saying, well, I love God and I think God's a big deal. I'm for that, by the way. I mean, I have some Holy Ghost fits by myself. They're my personal time with God. That's me and him. But I don't magnify him in my office. I magnify him in this community when I walk out and say, God's been so good to me. Let me tell you about it. Christian, today I beg you to understand it. Because we've come to a place where we say, well, you're going to celebrate Thanksgiving on Thursday? Let me ask you, what are you giving back? What are you giving back? Well, we're having a lot of family in. That sounds like it's going to be fun for you. What are you giving back? I mean, when are you going to take something that God has richly blessed you with and take it to someone who has less? We all have our pet excuses, amen? You know why we don't? But folks, I'm telling you today, if you're going to magnify him, you're going to do it with a thankful spirit that outwardly gives. And all oh, the Lord started to work in my heart because I thought how important it is that not only do I praise him with my voice and praise him with my song and praise him with my life, but that I offer a gift, a gift of thanksgiving to him. Hey, Christian, today, let me, let me ask you. You, you extending your arm? Right? We, 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 we've been freely given a lot of things. You know, Brother Harding came and spoke Tuesday and Wednesday night. We've been freely given liberty. That's why we don't appreciate it. We've been freely given the liberty to meet in a building like this. We don't appreciate it. I mean, folks, honestly, sometimes just, just drive by this church. 
pull in the parking lot and look at all the things God has richly blessed us with. You look at that. I mean, we, we, we got it so good. Do you know what we owe on all this property? Nothing. I mean, God has allowed us to pay all of our bills, pay all of our debts. We've been able to do many wonderful things for God. Why? Because He's good. And because He's gracious. And because He's great. And it's time some of His people say, God, You've been so good to me. Let me have a spirit of thanksgiving and offer something back. You see, I read several commentaries, and some of them said this had to do with worship, and it does. You know, there's nothing wrong. Brother Matt, during the song this morning, extended his hand and praised. There's nothing wrong with that. But it goes a lot further than just that. You see, Christian, what you've been given, it's time to start giving back. Folks, that's what's going to shake this whole world. The Republicans and the Democrats aren't. I hate to burst your bubble. I really do. Well, we we got it. Yes, we do. We got to get involved. We got to call our senators and we got to call them guys and get them straightened out and do everything we can. But let me tell you this: what's really going to shake our country is a bunch of Christians who say, "I have a spirit of thanksgiving and I will give back. I'll not allow myself to become a a, a, a cesspool. I'll not allow myself to become a, a, a just a, just a dead area where where things come in but they never come out." And that's our problem, man. I mean, we go to our Bible and God gives us truth. Do you share it? I mean, think about that sometime. I mean, God gives us some amazing things as we study that book. And you go, whoo, that's good. And it dies there. Shame on us. I mean, folks, when we go to work, we ought to be so bubbling up. We want to talk about the Bible. I wanted to preach last night at 1030. Because it was so good, man. The Lord had touched my heart so hard. And I wanted to just start. And there's nobody here. It's just been me in the, in the walls and the pews. But, but, folks, I wanted to preach because God had touched my heart with something, and I wanted to share it. And I look at our lives today, and when God touches our hearts and gives us things, so oftentimes we just let it die. You say, well, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor, it's, it's hard. Okay, go back to the first Thanksgiving. Okay, this was before cowboys and Indians, but they were coming on the scene real quick. Folks, it wasn't always easy. We, we've built up in our minds that all these great people and great men, you know, they just had a knack for doing it. They didn't have a knack for doing it. They just did what they were supposed to do. Whether it was easy or not. And the funny thing, doing right's never easy. It's always a struggle. It's always a bugger, man. It always gives us a bad time. But you do it because you're supposed to. And Christian, today, let me beg you as I close, let's start offering a gift of thanksgiving to our God. Start extending our hands. Hey, brother, I love you. I'm praying for you. Let me help you with that. Hey, sister, I I'll be there. Call me. Call me. Pick up the phone. Call me if you're going through a hard time this week. I'll offer you the gift of thanksgiving. My friend, I've looked at my own life, and, and sadly, I've come up lacking. But let me ask you this as I close. When you say thanks or when you pretend to have a spirit of thanksgiving, let me ask you this. Is it an expression or is it going to be an action? The choice is yours. See, we can have thanksgiving in four days and then wait another 365 for it to come. Or we can have the spirit of thanksgiving all year and appreciate what God is doing for us and in return, give out. 
my friend today. Let's praise him. Let's praise the name of our God. How about it, man? I mean, let, let, let's, let's, let's start letting people know. I mean, at work, guys, don't bow your head and pray quietly. You know, dear Lord, help me know you see me. Bless my body. Amen. Right? How about saying, dear Lord, out loud. Bless the suit of my body. And Lord, thank you for letting me have a job that pays my bills. Oh, they'd think you're weird. Good. I'd be so proud of you if you came and told me that. I mean it. By the way, the Lord would be too. Praise him. Praise him. Tell of his excellent greatness, man. Lift him up. But secondly, hey, let's magnify him by offering thanksgiving. What does that mean? Take your hand and reach it out. What's God given you? He's given every one of us a whole lot. What are you doing with it? Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My friend, I have not hardly touched on the gift of salvation. The greatest gift ever offered to mankind was given 2,000 years ago. God sent His only begotten Son to live, to die, and to rise again. And my friend, this morning, if you've never trusted Christ, if you do not know for sure heaven is your home, during the invitation, if, if you allow me to, I'll have someone who knows the Bible extremely well show you how you can be a born-again Christian, a child of God, part of the family. It'll be the greatest decision you ever make. Hey, Christian, today, let's praise Him. And let's magnify Him with thanksgiving. Start extending that hand. Folks, there's people all over this area that are looking for Him. They're looking for somebody to love them, for somebody to care, for somebody to help. I think it's the Christian's job to do that. It's not the governments. It's not the states. It's the Christians. And folks, let's do what we can with what God has given to us. As the instruments begin to play, I'd encourage you to come to the altar if the Lord has so led you.
Christian, let's praise him. Let's make a big deal out of him. Let's, let's make the world think that we think our God is bigger, a bigger deal than the Packers and the Vikings and the Bears. Amen? No, seriously. I mean, everybody knows I'm a Packer fan. Do they know I'm a fan of God? <laughs> right? Let's magnify him through our thanksgiving by reaching out and saying, let, let me help. Let me do this. God's been good to me in this area. Let, let me help you. Oh, friend. Let's get a hold of that. Man, that just tore me up as I studied that last night. I thought, boy, Lord, how oftentimes do you give me something? And I let it die there. I determined in my heart I'm not going to let it die there anymore. I'm going to take the things, the blessings, the abundance, and do everything I can to share it, to help others come to know Christ, help others to grow in the Lord. Because if I don't do that, I'm not magnifying him. As I've been called to do. Let's be dismissed with a word of prayer. It's been good to have Pastor Howell with us this morning. Brother Howell, can you close us?